The following is a presentation of Muddy River News. So yeah, we're uh, sitting here today and... No girls. No girls. It's Sausage Fest here on... Uh, Boo! Club Muddy. Yeah, we don't like that. We don't like that. We don't like that. We don't like it. As, as married men who are happily married, we, yes. we still don't like it. No. And no. you know what? And they don't like not being here either. We yes, and because we do push, we do strive for equality and representation and all that good stuff. I know I told you this. In the speaking game, of representation, speaking of we're talking elections. Well, okay, so I don't really make notes. Mm-hmm. I made these notes because there's too much stuff. Okay, well, you start. What what happened? Um. Republicans underperformed across the country. I believe it's Trump fatigue. Uh, a lot of his candidates didn't uh, do very well. And I think uh, Ron DeSantis uh, planted his flag in the ground to be the uh, Republican nominee for president. CNN called it a stunning victory. By DeSantis or just by... Just DeSantis's victory yeah. was stunning. Yeah, he whipped Charlie Chris' ass. So what about this... Uh... So... The, the the Trump hangover is relatively devastating. Mm-hmm. So his picks, he he picked bad candidates. Yes, he spent almost no money. No, because that's his that's candidates. his that's his gr- that's his grift. His grift is I'm gonna hey I'm gonna send out all these emails and I want you to support Joe Joe send me the money from Save America Pack and I'm gonna pass it on to Joe Schmo and he was passing on like ten percent of the money to each candidate and keeping ninety. So the the king of narcissism, like the king of the land of narcissism. Yes. Um, he's not that good of a leader. Well, no. He's not a good leader. No. He just not. Uh, so he craps on the Republicans that lost. He craps yes. on the Republicans that don't bend the knee. Yes. It's that. Did, did you hear that quip that he said about DeSantis like a week before the elections? Yeah. I mean that kind of stuff. It's like. You know, he, his, he, he thinks it's cute to give these guys nicknames or whatever, and it's like, whatever. I mean, I, I believe that, uh, yeah, yeah, again, DeSantis, his win was impressive. Um, and, of course, you know, Trump, can't. he has to be the alpha. There, there's, and when you're the alpha, there's room for no other alphas. So now it's just a question of uh, what uh, is going to be done at the party level or even at the— uh, you know, through the legal means to neutralize Donald Trump, which will happen. And then whatever else happens down the road with, uh, you know, the House and the Senate. I, 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 it looks, I mean, the Republicans are going to gain the House, but it's going to be so fractured because that's just the way Republicans are these days. Yeah. And uh, then you're going to have, uh, I, believe the, uh, I believe the Democrats will hold the Senate. So the good news about that is we won't have to worry about any more, you know, just impeachment fest. Oh, let's just go ahead and it's just right. which which doesn't help anybody. Um, and it's like, well, they impeached our guy. We're going to impeach your guy. No, that's it's ridiculous. So so we'll have but so we will have a check and a balance because you're going to have a Republican House, um, a, 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 a Democrat Senate and Democrat in the White House. So and then uh, basically the uh, 2024 presidential presidential campaign starts in February. The, um, what do you, what's your opinion on exactly why this happened? So the red wave was not a red wave. No, it was a 
There just was like a, a little there pink, was, yeah, pink stain. It was a puddle. A little <laughs> a stream, just a, a little, splash. A, a little pink stream. Yeah, it was yeah. nothing. It was nothing. nothing. But I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, even even the president said something along the lines of, he's like, hey, listen, this is not normal. Right. This is, in 40 but, years, there hasn't been a midterm, a, a midterm that has so revolutionarily been against the grain. But but let's just I mean let's let's be keep one thing straight. This had nothing to do with Joe Biden's charisma and magnetism. This was all this was a statement about we're tired of we're tired of Donald Trump and we're tired of these crap candidates that he supports. And I think that's what it's all about. So now it's just a question of okay, who you know, look at the guys who did win, the Brian Kemp's uh, in Georgia who famously, you know, didn't give Trump his way along with the Georgia Secretary of State. You know, he beat the, you know, who's supposed to be, who is supposed to be the rising star of the Democratic Party and Stacey Abrams, who still hasn't won an election yet. You know, Beto O'Rourke went to be, you know, he was a congressman who now hasn't won anything since. He's run for president, Senate, and now governor of Texas, and he's 0 for 3 there. Maybe he should have just kept being a congressman. So, again, it's not like the Democrats are knocking it out of the park. And had the Republicans run anything close to a traditional Republican campaign without all of the drama that uh, that Trump brings, uh, the Republicans would have gotten their way. But they didn't because, again, I believe everybody is just tired of the circus that is affiliated with Donald Trump. Yeah, so that's that's that part of it. I mean, obviously, Stacey Abrams, uh, she did concede to Kemp, but she still hasn't conceded the 2018 election. She never (laughs) did concede that, right? So I threw you a text today. I was in the middle of work. (laughs) During my lunch hour, and I'm going through the whole thing. And what did I write to you? I said something You're along the lines of. You're asking me to remember of, that? No, no, no. Well, you have to oh, remember so many things. I said something. Yeah. Did a single incumbent governor or senator get flipped? Did a single incumbent governor or senator get flipped no. in a midterm election? Right. With the COVID thing and the inflation. But and yeah, yeah, you had several house. People who got beat, house, yeah, house, including stuff got you know, Lauren Boebert, who looks like she's about to lose, and Colorado, yeah, and then some of the, she came here and campaigned for Mary Miller, um, she, and some <laughs> other people. Uh, looks like they're you know on both sides of the aisle they're going to lose. Mark Kelly, that one hasn't been called yet in Arizona, but it looks like he's going to really he's going to hang on to that one. Uh, but yeah, no, no others, no others did, and of course here in Illinois, I mean, there's your wave right there, and your your blue wave of Illinois. So uh, can we talk about? Other reasons why sure. this this happened. Sure. Okay. So we got the Trump thing out of the way. Mm-hmm. So Trump is turning out to be he's not a good leader. Okay. I'm, I'm not he's saying baggage. Well, he's not a good leader today. Yeah. Right? So we can talk about what he was doing during president during his presidency. Right. Wh- whether or not he had good policies or not. I yeah. think he did. I, yeah, I mean, you know, the economy, we were performing, you know, until COVID, it was performing great all across the board. You can't argue that, but what you can argue is the shitstorm he brings with him now, and the the Jan- January 6th was an issue, and the fact that he still is not, he still thinks he was had the election stolen from him in 2020, people are tired of that. It's time to move on. And I think the other thing in looking at is, you know, when, uh, you know, all the all the uh, mail-in ballots and absentees that come in late and are all like really heavily Democrat and we want to act like that's some conspiracy. Republicans have done nothing but for the last two to four years to discourage early voting and to discourage mail-in voting. So no wonder no, no wonder their numbers are going to be lower because they've told people not to do it. Right. So this brings us to two things. One is the electorate 
not insisting on clean and efficient elections. The electorate, I mean, the Republicans. So not only are Republicans saying, don't, don't do that by, by mail, which, by the way, when you can vote before last-minute momentum things, yeah. when, when you can vote before the debate, yeah. what do you need a campaign for? Right. If, if they mail it right to you and say, hey, what club are you in? And you check the club you're in because that's what this is about. Sure. This, is, this is about heavy partisanship. This is about power. It's not about – I mean the, the, the people in the center who are making those decisions, those so – supposedly you've got – you always say something like there's a certain percentage of people in the middle. Yeah. You it's 30, 30, 30, It's like 30 on each end and 40 in the middle, and yeah. maybe that's shrinking, but that's kind of my yeah. baseline. Yeah, and I think that's pretty, pretty damn close. I think – but those people – where if, if you're just giving them the ballot at home, I mean, it's sitting on their desk for it's sitting on their kitchen counter for a while. They're eventually like, you know what, I got to hurry up and do this. Or maybe they do it immediately and throw it right back out. I don't know. But I don't think they keep and keep and keep it and wait for the debates. Oh, no, not at all. No, they get they it get and it they send it back out. So I think that's a problem, though. Like, I, don't, I, I do not like, and I'm not saying this from any other perspective of the, other than common sense. I do, not, I, I do not think the fact that Nevada and Arizona are having problems right now. The fact that the same states are not being called, the 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 idea that you've got certain elections and certain races being called, and then the other ones, we, yeah. You, Why you can't get, those states put not, procedures in place to get this shit done? It's I not mean, efficient. I mean, if you can't, I really believe that if you can't count those votes, the night of the election or or in twenty four hours, yeah. that you're not efficient. Right. If you're not efficient, maybe there's some funny business going on. So by the way, I I would. In terms of election fraud, I do not, I do not think there's like nationwide election fraud. I think that'd be pretty naive to say something like that, but I think it's equally naive, or more naive to say that there is zero election fraud. I wouldn't say yeah, there's zero. I think there's. I think you know. I sure. I think there's always room for shenanigans on either side. But you know which. Uh, you know which state uh, cranked out its uh, returns fast. Boom, boom, boom. Got everything done. No issues at all. Florida. 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 <laughs> yeah. And and look, yo, Miami Dade. Yeah. What if, what's what's up with that? Well, it's the fact that uh, you are, and, and that was a lot of the gnashing of the teeth that I watched uh, in the postmortems on all the cable channels. Is that the Hispanics Hispanics are voting voting Republican in larger numbers now, and that is going to be a major problem for Democrats if they can't figure that out. The the Democrats are incre- incredibly good at at vote harvesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't, is that a new term? I don't, uh, it's been around I, for a bit. I heard that term uh, may, maybe in the, in the last election cycle. But one of the things to consider is that the Dems have taken advantage of the insanely loose voting terms now right. created by, by the, pan, the pandemic. And mm-hmm. they're super good at it. And, and honestly, it, I don't know how those votes are being counted, but I heard that Nevada isn't going to be counted until next week sometime because they just found 67,000 Nevada dropouts. Nevada and Arizona have really these really bizarre ways they're doing things and they need to clean that up. It needs to be fixed. They need to like you said. This there's no reason you can't have everything done ahead of time. And that, that's the other reason is the when they get their early ballots they're just putting them in a box. They're not counting them ahead of time and taking care of that stuff. And Florida and DeSantis saying, no, we're going to count the stuff and go ahead and get it done and take care of it and get everything going. So once we get the stuff from election night, we hit two switches and we're ready. And I know, you know, here they count the early votes are already. I mean, basically what happens is, um, like, for example, in Adams County, of course, no issues at all. Um, they kicked out about 8 o'clock. They kicked out the first round of results with about 
15% of the ballot in. And then about an hour and a half later, they kicked out the final results, and they already had the mail-ins and everything all taken care of, counted, added up, very smooth, very efficient, done. Yeah. Why are why do these counties not count a single absentee or mail-in vote until the polls close on election day? That is the dumbest thing I've ever I mean, heard of. I mean, the problems in Maricopa County in Arizona, like yeah. to go to to your point. Yeah, there's it's insane. So, so so we've talked about Trump, we've talked about the mail-in ballot stuff, we've talked about that. I'd like to touch on another thing. So, I really do think. Generally speaking, when you're talking about these voters, Gen Z voters, okay, there's something about there's there's a Twitter um, there's a Twitter handle called Being Libertarian, pretty famous mm-hmm. Twitter mm-hmm. handle. I mean, usually really funny, right? I felt like yeah. high humor yeah. level, yeah. Um, factual, I, very interesting, right? Um, I like it just because it always gives you that that paradigm shift. Or they say things like, Oh yeah, yeah, why 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 can't I come up with that? Because yeah. they're smarter than, than I am. Not smarter than you. Because they're sitting there now. They're sitting there the whole they're day. Sitting, That's what they do. They're man, the dude's managing his Twitter feed. And But they're yeah. super smart yeah. guys, guys, and there's like four of them. Yeah. And whoever has initials LC is probably the best one <laughs> out of the two. It's probably not Lauren Conrad. <laughs> but uh, one thing about Gen Z voters, and if you've got, I think, 60% of Gen Z voters, 18 to 25, 18 to around that, so 60% of them, support socialism. And I'm not talking about socialism. So there's this trope about socialism where we have a capitalistic socialist hybrid in our, mm-hmm. in our capitalist right. economy, right? So we've got a certain amount of funds get extracted from the producers, from the laborers. They go yes. into, okay. So that's, that started back around McKinley, around the turn of the 20th century yeah. where I think there was like an amendment that says you can have an income tax. Yes. Okay. So that was really the true beginning of socialism. Okay. But then there's the Marxist Bernie Sanders full on where they really just want universal basic income. The whole nine. Yeah. They, they want true equity, not equality, but, but equity. Okay. So if these Gen Z voters, if 60% of them support socialism and we could talk about rigging and the conspiracies all we want, but the truth is the people are, Truly, let me kind of back up here and talk about how inadequate the average American is right now, okay? So you've got these, these kids that are, the government has asked them repeatedly to vote. Their grandparents have told them to vote. Their friends are telling them to vote. And the universities, I mean, everyone's telling them to vote. Yeah. We know what they're going to vote, okay? And there's something, yeah. about, there's something about, like, being young and being under the age of 30. I mean, I it used to be under the age of 21, 26, right. whatever. I mean, we... We're, we're not going to raise the, eight, the the voting age to... No. We're, it, it's going to be at 18, right? Right. Okay. But I don't know... I don't know what the problem is here, but you've got these demographics that are absolutely inadequate. The, the people who are voting, the electorate, they don't even know. It is just complete propaganda, and I don't think that any level of, of inflation of fuel taxes, of any of those things, is going to move the needle at all when you've got bad candidates and Trump and inefficient elections and all of these things you put together gives you the pink trickle. Yeah. No, so, you're absolutely right. Um, I've got a breakdown here that I wrote down from some of my notes. So I'll just kind of say this slowly. 
I'm going to talk about married men, married women, unmarried men, and, un and unmarried women. Okay? So that's four demographics. Yes. I'll, I'll make them all angry. Married men broke Republican by 20 points. Yes. Married women broke Republican by 14 points. Yes. So 20, 14. Unmarried men broke Republican by seven points. Mm -hmm. 20, 14, seven. Unmarried women broke Democrat by a whopping 37 points. Wow. I fact-checked this, double fact-checked wow. it, whatever, because I'm like, that's not, that's some, that's some kind of like weird thing. But this, <laughs> this breaks it down to where, did you hear about Montana referendum 131? Yeah. Do you, the, have, the, do you have uh, an opinion on uh, yeah. this? So, well, being Catholic, yeah, I have an opinion. <laughs> so those listening to the podcast, I'm just going to talk about one abstract, weird thing. I'm kind of pulling out of nowhere, but Bob already knows about it, So, but, but you know. In these, you, you know all in these regards. I know, I know that. But this Montana referendum, 131, okay, it requires medical care to be provided to infants who are born alive including after unattempted abortion. Nearly a quarter of a million people in Montana voted to not require medical care for infants born alive. 52% no. 52% went no. 48% yes. Yeah. So they're saying, do not give any medical care to these infants. Okay. The overturning of Roe v. Wade is so untimely for Republicans. Yeah. I'm not making a pro-life, pro-abortion right. argument here. Right. I'm saying in Montana. Yeah. Montana. Yeah. Montana. So you've got these demographics, these Gen Zs, all of these things. Because right now what we're doing is we're deconstructing this and trying to figure out. We're pulling it all apart and saying, okay, what happened? So we're not just we're – we're not going to sit here and like just – Raz on Trump for thirty minutes. No, I, I certainly With, think I certainly it, think the Dobbs decision had absolutely had had a factor in this too. I don't think it was as heavy as Trump fatigue, but I think there it was an element. Yes. I, so when you talk about the people that really care about abortion, okay. So we're we're not making a philosophical. We're not talking about pro or right or against abortion right now. We're just saying that decision. In my opinion, I don't know if it's bigger or less than Trump. I, you're probably right. I think Trump is more in your face than the Roe decision yes. a few months ago because yeah. Trump's in your face every day. Yeah. But I got to tell you, I spoke to about 15 of our mutual friends, mm -hmm. and none of them want me to say their, their, their names, but they're our mutual friends. Which is fine. And they did not vote. Didn't vote, period? Didn't vote. And I'm talking about women. I know a couple guys who didn't. There's a lot of guys yeah. didn't vote, but a lot of women didn't vote. Yeah. There were Republican women that didn't vote because the Republicans are trying to take away their rights. They're trying to, like, take them back to the dark ages. Per, per the, I mean, those are their words. Yeah, not, I, I, I know several Republican men who told me they didn't vote. So it's it goes back to this, the, this fatigue. It's like, you know, voting, you know, and then, I, I mean, I, I do believe that voting in local elections is important. Yes. And, and you can move the needle. Yes. I mean— Voting for mayor, voting for your older school persons, board. your school board. Yes. These make big, you know, these yes. are big money decisions. Yes. But voting state, national, I mean, they have effects. But I don't feel like we, I don't feel like we have power. No, in no. Well, in Illinois, no, because we are a solid blue state. And if you are going to vote Republican statewide, you might as well just 
walk out to the river and take a leak and it's going to have the same but same result this, like- but that's also because again as i referred to earlier i think if we had better candidates i think that could have changed i don't think and again we have primaries those guys and gals won their primaries okay fine but until you get better candidates on a statewide level and candidates who are going to be and again it's really tough right now because you know i mean pritzker's a billionaire so it's really tough to go toe-to-toe with him money-wise but and, and i know you know darren bailey worked his butt off and you know but still until you are able to have better more well-rounded candidates this is what you're going to have but darren bailey i mean he wouldn't have told me that i couldn't go out on the river with a like with 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 my kids during COVID, he would yeah. have done that. But JB did, right? So yeah. I I don't I I mean if we're saying that Darren Bailey isn't, I mean, I know we both got to be careful about what we say, but like I, I don't think that, I don't think like in terms of rights, I don't think Darren Bailey is going to strip rights. Where I think JB is absolutely absolutely going to strip your your rights. And this was a referendum, voting. JB coming back in office is a referendum for him to keep on doing or even do more. As a matter of fact, Gretchen Whitmore, Whitmore from Michigan, mm-hmm. straight up said, "Oh, we're we're going to push harder into." And I, I know you and I got sent that text right. talking about possibly making vaccinations mandatory for school children. And there's like maybe maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but something like that. But generally speaking, what I think the message that these politicians are going to get now is keep doing it, keep doing. It. We support you. For what you, I mean, I cannot believe that this pink trickle is as de- is devastatingly just like small and 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 in in a feet or a feet as as I've seen it. But it, you also just mentioned talked about Darren Bailey and rights. Darren Bailey, though, in many people's eyes, wants to take away the fundament, fundamental right of choice for a woman. Well, then there you go. So, so it's, like it's then there you go. Then you you've got. He wants to he wants to take away abortion and JB wants to force injections in children. Right? Or JB I'm not you know, they they if they the the governor's Offices consistently said they are not going to put the governor's a a vaccine mandate will not come from the governor's office. Now that's a bit of maybe that's a bit of parsing. Maybe it's going to come from the General Assembly. Who knows? Because you know we He'll do. sign it. There are there. He'll sign it. And because we do have mandatory vaccines already, so they're going to say, "Well, what's one more?" Right, but this is like the you can't put the polio vaccine in the same category as a COVID vaccine. Polio is something like you do not want to get that. But we've like, also got people now. We but but. We've also got people now who aren't getting polio vaccine. We've got people now who are just so anti-vax. They're not getting any needles stuck in them. Because of all of the lies. Yeah. That's why. And by the way, those people need to follow the science. But the people who want the vaccines for the COVID shot, they also have to follow the science. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it goes back to this whole thing where, I mean, I think probably Darren Bailey didn't win. Probably because of all of these things that we're talking about. It's, yeah. it, it's, I, I do think it's Trump. I think it's abortion. I think it's the funny business with elections. I do. I do. I mean, the, if, if Nevada just found a drop box of 67,000 ballots, what's the possibility of Illinois sitting on a drop box of 67,000 ballots coming from 
red counties in Illinois, because guess what? And you know this better than I do. There's mostly, 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 there's 90% red in Illinois. But I, your number, the numbers still aren't there, though. I know, but like 67,000 ballots. Counties we're talking about, not people. So <clears throat> that's, that's fine, but still, I mean, it, but it wouldn't surprise me at all that Illinois sees a drop box over there and they're like, you know what? Election's over. We're not going to bother counting them. I do think Illinois would do that. I, I do. Well, you know, we also had, you know, the, the, the urban legends of the of the Kennedy campaign and what the mob did for him in Chicago and West Virginia. So, I mean, this is it's something that has uh, has gone has been uh, discussed through for generations. And right now, you know, when you look at our results here, um, again, I, you know, everything downstate, you know, and, and, you know, I say, I know the guys at Adam, you know, Ryan Niekamp did a great job running his election. It was very tight, timely, all that. Uh, mistakes are going to happen, but I don't think there's any deliberate intent there. Now, I'm not going to say that there aren't people in counties out there who would have um, ulterior motives and do shady things. I'm, I'm, I'm not that naive, but I believe that, you know, the more, it, it, I think as long as, as, as we pay attention and people want to make sure and in, ensure there is an honest process, I think as long as we do that, and, and again, run the way we do ours and the way Florida does theirs seems to be working okay. But these other states, Nevada and Arizona, I'm looking at you. You got to fix your shit because this is ridiculous. Every year this is happening now, or yeah. every election. Yeah. Last thoughts on uh, Fetterman Oz. Again, Oz was a bad candidate, and <laughs> he was just a bad candidate. You know yeah. What? Okay. Hey. Fetter- okay. Fetterman oh, wasn't John Kennedy. But I mean, Oz was a carpetbagger, and that's that doesn't fly with some people. You know what's so funny though? If you're taking a look at Oz and Fetterman, and you're saying, and you're looking at the two, and you're hearing both of them talk, when you're trying to figure out who is the worst candidate, you're trying to say, okay, all right, you got two candidates. One's a carpetbagger. One's from somewhere else, but he's Dr. Oz. The other guy is, no, he's from Pennsylvania. He does this and whatever. And you see the two of them, and you say, okay, after hearing everything that they say, who's the bad candidate? I wouldn't say, well, Oz. Well, don't get me the stroke. The stroke. Oh, don't get, don't get me wrong. The stroke victim was not a good candidate either. I mean, I, 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 I get that. I, yeah, I just this is what it boils down to. I but think you've got. I also think that in Pennsylvania, their 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 um republic their gubernatorial candidate was so bad. I think he hurt Oz too. Okay. And I think that that Shapiro guy, who they're already saying is going to be the first Jewish president. Yeah. I think he carried Fetterman across the finish line. Yeah, but I'll I'll tell you probably. Probably, uh, but but that was a flip, right? Fetterman was a flip, or no? Yeah, because that was filling a vacancy. Toomey. Yeah. It was Pat Toomey. Pat Toomey was a, Pat Toomey was a D, wasn't he? I th- was I thought, a flip? I, I thought Pennsylvania was a flip. Yeah, I don't remember. It all, it's all boring. Anyway. Um, anyway. But in, yeah. and, and, and you talk about coattails also in New York, where although the Republican gubernatorial candidate lost, he still was able to pull some GOP seats. That was the one area where um, people went, wow, New York, you know, upstate New York is red now. And that wasn't expected. Uh, But still, not to the numbers they were hoping because there were so many other seats that they were trying to get that they just whiffed on. Um, I think, you know, Republicans are going to be somewhere in the 220 to 225 range. And Kevin McCarthy um, is going to have a fractured caucus. And I think he's going to be challenged. I think he's going to be challenged by 
uh, people who are more Trump acolytes than he is. Because McCarthy's been very wishy-washy, and he's bent the knee when he's had to, but he hasn't been—he uh, hasn't been just a staunch Trump supporter un- un- in- until push comes to shove. He tried to—he's—he's he's dipped his toe in the attempt to distance himself, and he you know, always gets smacked down and comes back. So I think people will look at that and say, "Oh, you're—you're you're pretty spineless." Is Pelosi going to use the the attack on her husband as a reason to step down from leadership? I doubt it. Um, yeah, I mean, she, she just, can't. She she can say if she wants it. She'll be minority leader. Yeah. yeah, I think. Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, she should. I mean, again, I think there's. She's should, not ninety yet. She's, she's she's got a lot of time. Why can't we put an age limit on Congress? Why can't we say seventy five? I think seventy five is fair. So, yeah. Why Se- can't we do that? Seventy five and uh, twenty five. Um, how, how, I'm fine how with young? the length. I mean, if you get into Congress when you're 36, uh, well, actually, you can you can be in the uh, you can be in the House earlier than that, but in the Senate, I think you have to be 36 to be a senator. The president's 35, but 35 or 36 for Senate is what it is. It's the same as president, so it, it, it's the same. Then, yeah, then it's 35. Yeah, so okay, that's going to give you 30. That's going to give you 40 years. That's good. Okay, there, there's a Gen Z that just got elected. Yeah. to the House. Yeah, right. So I think uh, okay. Um, last thing. Yeah. Do, 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 do you want to wrap it up a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So a couple of podcasts ago, I want to admit that I was uh, wrong about something, <laughs> and you know what it is. I do. So you're not bringing up. I'm bringing up because I'm wrong sometimes. I'm a I'm I'm a better person than that. I don't need to bring that up. I don't need to flaunt. No, I, I, I don't I, need to go nana boo boo. I wouldn't no, do that. No, because I want you know what I like is some of our followers. If someone wants to fact check us. Do it so we can say, hey, so-and-so fact-checked us, whatever, because I think that would um, really grow the hearts and minds of our of our fellowship. Yes. But um, Frank, Frankie and Bobby, we're talking, and what happened? I said something like, I don't think the three-fifths compromise was in the Constitution, because you said it was. Yes. And I couldn't fathom that, because in my mind, as a constitutionalist, I mean, I'm not a very good one if I don't know that. But no, I love the Constitution, and every time I read it, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was going to, like, if, if we were going to rip the whole Constitution up and start over, I think we'd rate, I think we'd write it almost the exact same way, except for this one thing. <laughs> yeah. And the three-fifths compromise, we wouldn't do that again. Yeah, everybody's equal, guys. Guys, but, uh, gals, skin color, doesn't matter. They're all I, equal. Oh, but the 14th takes care of it. Does it? Okay, sure. It, they they say it does, <laughs> but I mean, we still need some more time. We need to uh, keep the, on. Moving. Uh, the, the, I've been in this uh, weird uh, mode the last few weeks. Ever since I don't know what what it was, but I've been like, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll flip through the Federal's papers like every couple of nights and read like five or six pages and just go back and the work that you know Jay and Hamilton and, and the guys did on that and Madison did on that. It's yeah. like that's that's I mean that's that's more work than the Constitution was. Oh yeah, I mean. So Articles of Confederation came first, then Federalist Papers, mm-hmm. and then yeah. So what, what's really interesting about the Constitution and and how it was written is how young the, those guys were. Oh yeah. Though I mean, I mean the oldest guy was th- thirty eight years old or something like yeah. that. But I mean, I think you also died when you were fifty back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I truly believe you know the, the whole idea of federalism, and uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but the idea of federalism is that you have to have a federal government up here. And then you have all of the states that kind of wrap around that. And you've got something called states' rights. But each state is its own nation state yes. protected by a federal government. And that is federalism. Yes. As opposed to some people think that federalism means that the feds should have all the power. And right. that's not the case. 
But uh, you always learn something here at Club Muddy, so thanks. We try. So, well, we were certainly missing Ashley this week. We will uh, see her next week, and we'll yeah. see you guys next week too. Bye. All right, thanks. Bye. Muddy River News, our home, our news.